So I don't know if you remember. You, I don't know if you were in this weightlifting group, but uh, I have these shoes that I like to lift in. They're flat soled. They're uh, got a lot of grip on the bottom. They're great. I know what the shoes issue you're talking is, about. Yes, yeah. you know the shoes I'm talking about. The issue is they look like boat slash lounge shoes. Like they don't look athletic yeah. at all. 100%. But they're great shoes. They're great shoes. Yeah. They're they're actually built for like outdoorsy stuff. I wore them for my job on the river uh, last summer. So it's not like they're you know they're oh I'm working out in Sperry's, which would be pretty bad. Well, anyway. Coach Hoss comes in the, the weightlifting room, and me and Fetty, I believe it was Fetty, was running like Converse or maybe his PF Flyers or something like that. And Coach Hoss looks, like, looks at everybody and says, all right, now I'm going to walk around the room pointing at people, and the second I get to someone who's wearing something that they shouldn't, yell stop. So he goes, he gets to me, everyone says stop. He's like, oh, what's wrong? And no one answered, so he pointed down at my shoes. He's like, wear better shoes next time. And he keeps going, he gets to Fetty, stop. What's wrong? Shoes. Yeah, and then he get, he's like, gentlemen, in order to play well, we have to look good. And you can't be looking good if you're wearing boat shoes. And he gives Straight me this, like, facts. he facts, gives me a facts, stink facts. eye. Nah, bro, I agree. I agree. I mean, I agree, but, like, it's the weight room, and those are great shoes to lift in. But I see where he's coming from. They definitely look like I just got off the boat. And I don't mean off the immigrant, uh, immigrant boat. I mean, I just got off my 70-foot yacht. So. Yeah. Yo, dude, we should we should watch out. I think the intro music's about to come. It's Blue Dogs time. And there's Sam with another hot take. Malarkey. This is an utter sham. You hate to see it. This is Carson and Sam coming to you with the Blue Dogs Lax Cast. Yeah, I like the Astros a lot, but uh, I'm getting new shoes, man. I got new weightlifting shoes already. Getting new Astros. I'm getting a new pair of Converse. They're gonna look fire. That's pretty. I'm telling sweet. you. Dig telling that. You. But uh, you know, you know, what I was thinking about what? How we need to welcome people to the podcast. Yeah, welcome to the podcast. You're exactly. currently listening to Blue Dogs Cross podcast. I'm Carson, and the and person on the other side is Sam. He uh has. Size ten shoes. Um, Eleven. Ah, uh, I was I was expecting it to be small. You know what they say about big feet? Big socks. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I so you know today we're gonna be talking about some uh, West Coast lacks for all you people out there on the West Coast and a little uh, division action. Which division is the best? D one, D two, D three. D three, man. We dude, LVC. We would run. The anyone we run the D1. table in d1 they wouldn't Bro. compete it wouldn't even be funny no question no question countless <laughs> that's a no question <laughs> yeah but uh we got we got a special guest today uh we're gonna talk about that a little bit he is uh he's our former coach he's a great guy i uh, hope you guys enjoy so here it is welcome back guys uh, so we have our uh, former coach, Coach Kyle, on with us. Uh, he uh, he was a Division II player at uh, UND, and uh, now he's the new assistant coach at Huntington College in Montgomery, Alabama. How you doing, Coach? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Pretty doing good. good. Yeah, I was about yeah. to say, I haven't even got to ask him how he's doing yet, Sam. Are we going to do that? Well, you know? I, I was allowing for it. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't I, worry. I figured, I figured we'd catch up once once we got it rolling here. Yeah, of yeah, course. You guys, are you guys holding up good in the in the of whole course. crazy? Gyms are opening back up, so I'm I'm hitting the weight room. Yeah, oh, there it is. 
There I is. don't have anything open yet, so I'm just going to the church. Uh, sucks to live up north, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm back in Cal- I'm back in California, so I I understand uh, we're we're pretty much shut down as well. So I, I'm with you, Carson. Yep. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. Oh well. Well, um, Coach, why don't you tell us a little bit about kind of what it was like playing at UND, like maybe getting recruited there, things like that. Um, you know, I didn't talk to them at all, and I was getting recruited. I don't know about you, Carson. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot, it's a little bit different than being recruited to an East Coast school, I feel like. But. It was completely different. So uh, my story is I actually went to Fairham College first um, in 2013-14. Um, so you I got went to Fairham? Fairham? I did go to Fairham for a year okay. um, after I graduated high school. Um, I came into the program hurt and just kind of tried to play through it. And uh, things didn't didn't really pan out. Um, moving from California to Virginia was a was a little bit of a culture shock for sure. Um, and then on top of being hurt, you know, after after the year, I decided to go home. Um, and I coached out here for two years and played in like a lot of there's some men's leagues and stuff out here that are pretty competitive. Um, and, you know, I had a bunch of those guys kind of push me to go back and play in college after I took two years off. So is, you were, were you not in school during those two years? No, I was taking community college classes back home um, a little bit, uh, more so pretending um, to go to, to class um, for my parents' sake, which was not the best thing in the world. Um, so they were happy when I decided to go back out. Um, so how the whole process went is I literally was just calling a bunch of my friends because, you know, I hadn't played in two years and I didn't have any film. Um, and one of my good friends, Stephen Tusing, who was, I believe he was a senior at Lindenwood, um, I reached out to just to see if they needed any face-off guys. And um, this is my favorite story still because I still mess with him about it. Um, he was like, hey, we have a bunch of face-off guys. You should check out UND. Um, they had just started a program last year, and they were doing pretty well. So this was in, like, October of 2016 I started to do this and um, so I reached out to UND Um, we started talking I ended up visiting finals week in December so like December like 10th 12th around there Mm -hmm. Um, I had an awesome time I met a bunch of the guys Um, love the facility love the campus love the coaching staff and I was literally enrolled and going to school three weeks later. Um, wow. So it was kind of kind of a crazy story. Um, I I just kind of picked up everything and and ended up there pretty quickly. So quick question: How how what was it like getting recruited off the West Coast? Because I know like there's like some movements out there like West Coast stars and things like that that try to kind of get those kids like looked at. But I don't know exactly what it was like for you. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot different back in my time. Um, you know, there's it's grown so much, especially where I am. Like my when I started the game, I started my freshman year of high school, mm-hmm. and our my freshman year was the first year that it was a high school sport. Wow. So so yeah, by you know by the time I was you know doing the recruiting thing, like I didn't even start playing club ball or make my first. Uh, like big time club team until my junior year winter. 
mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, it's pretty crazy. I only had my yeah. junior winter, summer, and then my senior year um, winter as well. Um, and, it, you know, the, the, the coaches out here do a great job. I You know, I was able to have some great coaches out here, um, you know, Mario Weibel, um, Jimmy Burrell, and uh, Mike McGovern, and then Scott Hockstad, who ran West Coast Stars at the time. Um, you know, it was it was different. We had a it's it's a lot more expensive because you know we have to go back east to get seen. Right. Um, we really only have a San Diego tournament where coaches come out here. Back then, you know, now uh, you know a ton more happens. But um, you know, it was interesting and it was difficult too because you don't, you know, I think. Um, you know, for Carson, I'm sure you were surrounded by, you know, a bunch of people that, that knew how the recruiting circuit worked and yeah, knew how sure. many knew how many colleges there were out there. Like, yeah, when I, they, they also knew, like, everyone, too. Like, they knew the people. Exactly. Quickly. Yeah. Yeah, like, when I, when I got to Lebanon Valley, like, I didn't even know half of the colleges that were in our conference before. Like, I, you know, I ended up getting hired. Like, I didn't even know there was that many schools. So from that perspective, it's, it's really difficult and, it, and it's hard because you just don't have the information. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I've seen so many kids and, and I think the bigger thing is, is like, we're not used to lacrosse on the East coast is a lot different than lacrosse on the West coast to where we're not used to like the intensity, the IQ, the, you know, being at that level with 40 other kids on the team. And, and it's sad because, you know, we had a lot of kids from my area go to big spots and, and not stay. Like the the turnaround of kids, and I was one of them until I went back to school. Um, so you, it's different. Um, I kind of rambled on a bit, but it, it's different. It's difficult. And, uh, and uh, I'm trying, you know, the thing that I want to do is kind of, is is make information a little bit more available and and you know have kids expecting like this is what college across is it's not you know you're not going to be the best kid on the team you're not going to walk on and just crush it you know you gotta you gotta be ready to play so yeah um i'm trying to uh i'm trying to get that that information on you know across out here which you know it's grown so much and i think it's doing a lot better but it was definitely difficult back in the day uh, um, when i was Something I wanted to ask about, like you know, so you, it was Division Two at UND. Did you notice yep. like a um, almost like a, a talent gap between like the teams you played at D two? You guys won a, a conference championship, right? We won two conference championships, and then my senior year we went all the way to the Final Four. Um, oh wow! Yeah, so like, did you notice the talent gap between like the D two teams and like the D three teams? I mean. I mean, LVC, we didn't necessarily play uh, this. We hadn't gotten to any, like, the really good teams on our schedule this past season. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, like, Stevenson's usually, like, top 15. Uh, York, top 10. You normally uh, play we, F&M, too. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I was I was lucky enough when I was at Ferrum, we opened up with a lot of big teams. Um, our team, our recruiting class that – that went into there. We got a whole like ride up on inside the cross. Like we were supposed to make some splashes, and um, of the sixteen of the sixteen kids that went, only I think like four of them ended up staying. So yeah, so you know, 
There, I was, it's, it's not a talent difference. It's the styles of D2 and D3 are, are different, I would say. Um, like, we scrimmage Ohio Wesleyan and Illinois Wesleyan pretty much every year um, when I was at UND. And, you know, those are those were pretty competitive games, um, especially when we would go up to um, OWU every year, right. pre, preseason. And they're, they're consistently in, like, top top probably seven in D3. Yeah, yeah, and I think D3 is a little bit, you get more of that, like, run-and-gun style where a lot of the kids, you know, they might have the, the talent, the speed, but, you know, maybe not the size. That, that kind of holds them back to get that, like, D1 look. Um, and I think that's why D3 is so competitive is you have kids with just as great a skill and, you know, great speed and, and great IQ, but maybe just not the size. And I think D2 wasn't as, like, run up and down the field type of players. Um, it, was, it was a lot different. Um, it, it was a little bit more of, of like, matchups um, of, like, you know, if you have a really great offensive set compared to, like, you know, a great defensive set type of matchups rather than, like, who just has the better players. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think that's the biggest difference. But, you know, you can say it 100 times. It's, you know, D2, your top 20 teams. D3, your top, I mean, like, you can go as deep as, like, 30, you know, 35 teams now. Everyone's pretty competitive at, at that at that level. And then when you get to D1, I mean, the top 25 teams, they're, you know, they're on a whole nother level. But, right. you know, we, we scrimmage Bellarmine and we scrimmage Canisius every year and, and run with them a bit. And, and, you know, I think even, you know, some of the top D3 teams, you know, can hang with, with those guys. So stylistically, I think different, um, but, you know, there's skill just all over the sport now. It's just being seen and where you think is a good fit for you. Um, well, I think kind of one of the last questions. So you were at uh, LBC with us this past season. So now you're at Huntington. Uh, yeah. What, what What do you expect for for the guys at Huntington? You know, I'm excited. Um, it's I saw the opportunity, um, and I thought it would be a good fit for me because they're kind of that that you know they're in Alabama, and that's not a, a lacrosse state. You don't you don't think of lacrosse when you think of Alabama, right? Um, so they won their and, conference uh, two years ago, I thought. Yeah, they did. And, you know, they've established something. And, um, you know, uh, the head coach over there, Coach Avicito, is, you know, it's his first year as a head coach there, but he's been there for three years. And, you know, I thought it would be a great spot for me because I can hopefully bring in some West Coast kids because, you know, we're kind of smacked out in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um and I think it's a good spot to be able to, you know, develop a lot of talent, um, get kids in there that are maybe don't have, you know, that lacrosse IQ or that, that traditional background and, you know, coach them up a bit. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully some, good, some good will come out of it. I'm, I'm really excited for the opportunity. Um, I was sad to, sad to leave you guys for sure. Um, it, was, it was short-lived over at Lebanon Valley. Film study will never be the same without you, Coach. That's what I like to hear. Um, <laughs> I never got to experience that. Oh, you should have seen the time when Coach Haas chewed out Garrett on the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> that was something else. Um, you know, as that was that was another thing. You know, being being able to be under Coach Haas was was such a 
you know, I, it's it's rare. He's got a lot of clout. He, he, as he should. I mean, the guy, the guy has done a tremendous amount of sport, um, and obviously you can tell by how insane you know, his kids have been and and is at Penn State right now. Um, oh yeah. You know, I saw the opportunity, and I literally I got the job on Friday, and I packed up my car and moved across the country on Sunday because you know just being able, even for the short two months I was there, learning you know how to conduct yourself every all of his knowledge was just was was awesome to be a part of and you know i was super excited for that opportunity yeah i remember the first day i met you i was walking to class and i saw coach hoss i saw you and i'm i was like i don't know if i was supposed to expect like just a really old looking freshman <laughs> it was like a new assistant coach um <laughs> Because well, like, we have Dalton, man. Like Dalton just threw off my whole caliber. Like I have, no clue, right I have no clue to expect anymore. I'm like Dalton's younger than I am, and he looks like no, he's forty. I'm, hey, I look like I'm forty. It's hard when you when your <laughs> when your hair when your hair leaves you this early. You know, it's difficult for sure. Sir, well, uh, you know, coach, thanks for coming on. Uh, yeah, we'd love yeah. to have you again. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. I'm glad to uh, glad to see you guys uh, getting out there and creating some stuff. Anytime uh, need some some fillers, I'm happy to uh, hop on the phone with you and have a little little chat. Sorry, yeah, if all goes well. Maybe we'll see you guys at the at the Natty this year. That's I'll, I'll plan on that. It'll just be us <laughs> too. Of course. All right, guys, stay safe. Uh, it was good talking to you. Yep, sure, you, you too. Well. All right, bye. Yeah, I want to, you know, big thanks to Coach Kyle for coming on. Yeah, 100%. We will, we will miss you dearly. Great guy, too. Great guy on and off the field. Honestly, I'll go to his office and watch film. It was a great time. Um, I know I had to cram a bunch of film for the W&J game because I was getting thrown in as a deep hole. Yeah, I'd love to see that. The, the converted attackman to deep hole, but... Uh, we hope we were able to help uh, any of you people coming off the West Coast out. Um, if you want more information on recruiting, we do have a podcast on that, so you can go back and check it's like that out. like episode three. You have to go far back, but yep, know, but it's worth it. It's there. If you guys want anything else, just make sure you guys let us know. We're Hit on. us up. We check DMs constantly. Yep. We hope we can help you guys make the right decision. That's what's about growing the game, growing it out West, in the middle, you know, everywhere. Uh, it's, it's what we care about here. But, um. There's something Coach what? Kyle said that I think we should address. What? And when he said that, you know, there's D3 really not that big of a divide. D3 can compete with D1. I'm telling you, dude, we would run the table. Dude, destroy him. Like, no like, one could it's compete. It's not even funny, bro. Bro, University of Maryland versus Lebanon dude, Valley College. Dougie, dude, Dougie versus Gone. Joey Epstein. Dougie's dude, winning every time. Dougie Nuggets. His name's not Dougie Nuggets for no reason. Oh, my gosh. In case you guys don't know, Lebanon Valley College is... Uh, the best D3 team in Pennsylvania. And if you didn't know that... How about this? You, How about best team in Pennsylvania? Yeah. See, if you didn't know that, it's because you don't watch TikTok. Because um, if you go to our TikTok or our Instagram, you can check it out. And you can see uh, we put the top five teams from Pennsylvania into a video. It was Lebanon Valley College, LVC, Lebval, The Valley, and... Home of the Dutchman. You know, the, the top five teams, all gas. But You know what's crazy is that they're all the same. 
Yeah. It's almost like we took up one through five, and then everyone else can just pick up the rest. Yeah. Which is that good. Yeah. But realistically, he did talk about all of, like, the teams. And I thought it was pretty interesting from a guy that's played different divisions to, like, see the different style of play. Like, obviously, we never – like, we can watch D1 and stuff, but – yeah, I can, wa- to- I can watch Syracuse play and be like, I can do that. But the second I step on the field, goodbye. Yeah, see, I, I'm going I'm, home with a stretcher. I don't know if I'm that confident. But going home with a stretcher. I, I also don't get to watch much D2, so to, to get some insight on how that is, it's pretty cool to hear that like the style is a little different, um, which we're, we're all about here is, you know, like different styles of lacrosse. And to see that's pretty cool. Um, and I, I, was, I was excited when he was talking about it. He was like, you see kids that are in D3 that are just as fast IQ and stuff or even better than um, D2 teams. And he's like, yeah, we'll have D3 teams play us and we'll compete. And he's he even said in his opinion, some of those D3 teams would be competing against the lower-end D1 teams. Um, mm-hmm. I wonder if you get a team in D3 that's, like, absolutely disgusting, if they'll be able to, like, compete with an upper-end D1 team. Yeah, I don't know. It, it um... I don't know, something that like my my dad kind of said when I was like going to LVCs, he's like, you know, it's really important about getting a good team there. Is you're kind of ca- if you catch a lot of the guys that like maybe could have gone D one, but maybe either didn't get exposure. If you if you like finger yourself, no, yeah, I said it. I said it very intentionally. Don't do it. Yeah, I I heard that beep right over that word. That was pretty funny. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> You must be, you know, that was one of your uh, cilia ringing out in your ear because there was no beep there. There was 100% of beep there, and I know it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get you back for that YouTube video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, um, what was I even saying? <laughs> if you I, I completely talking, forgot. If you, if you don't know what we're talking about, in the YouTube video we posted, I warped Sam's face, took like a melon. I would 100% re- like say you should go check that out. It's on our uh, YouTube channel. It's also he Blue also Dogs he also what he's forgetting to mention is how he put Sam is an idiot, and then I was like being cute and going along with it. I'm like, oh look, it says Carson is an idiot. I was like hoping he kind of like throw me throw me a ball there in the editing. You know what he did? No, he just kept it. <laughs> well, good thing Sam throws me a ball or else I'll fire him. So you can't fire me, bro. We are we are co administrators. <laughs> We are, we are equal. Administrator can't fire you. <laughs> you can't. You can't. <laughs> but like, unless one of us was like senior co-administrator, mm-hmm. then then maybe. And then but speaking since, of since we've yeah. both been working here for the same amount of time, I feel like that's. And speaking of aux cords, um, I just I just completely understand how a D one team could just demolish a D three team in some situations because the issue this is the thing i see about it look the issue is i would destroy anybody when when you go top to bottom d1 there's a there's a range of like play right Mm -hmm. the d1 teams at the top and the bottom are different the d1 team at the top will always beat the team at the bottom and occasionally you know something could happen but they're all really really good I feel like with D three, it's, it's more like you've got you've got like your cream of the crop, disgusting your, kids, your decent teams, and then just dog. Yeah, and just <laughs> absolutely <laughs> total. <laughs> ass. Oh my god, the kids at the bottom. You know, and it's not because they're not good. Or, I no. mean, some of them. I mean, well, some of the programs like just started. Yeah, exactly. They're like, oh, I'm gonna go play lacrosse in college, or you know, they just some kids just don't want to try, and that's why they go D three or club. Um, and, and 
I think on an episode coming up, we're going to be talking about club ball. Um, but I'm interested to see how club ball compares to college ball too. But um, so make sure you guys yeah. stay tuned in for that. But uh, I was super excited to talk to Kyle. You know, get to see a little bit about the differences between the divisions. Um, I was super excited about that. Hope to have him on again at some point. Yeah, I love but, talking. Do you have any to final him. remarks about any of that or uh, about the club ball thing? I know I so UF uh, is like ten minutes down the road from me and. Uh, they have a club team, D1, and I remember I'd go watch their games because hey, it's free lacrosse. I'll go watch it. And I remember, like, my friend plays for there, actually. Shout out oh, really? T-Bone. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, nice. Um, I, I remember watching it and thinking, like, oh, my gosh, that's incredible. And then I got to LVC, and I was like, I, I – maybe I missed, like, judging the speed of their game, but I honestly think that we could compete with them. Mm-hmm. And it's I, not 100% wrong. It's all about, like, effort and stuff like that, right. you know. I mean, they have some really good guys. Like, uh, they, some of their players would come out and coach us in high school. And, like, oh, my gosh, dude, there's one guy. So filthy. He, I think <laughs> he played at University of Delaware for a year or two and then went to UF. Yep. But so. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Get the insight from the Florida side of things. You know, I don't know if you see that up here in Baltimore. but Obviously. Yeah. Oh. You know, well, I just uh, love that, but. Thanks for thanks for listening today, guys. You know it means yeah. a lot for you guys to be here. Make sure you guys uh, drop a rating on the podcast and go check out our other social medias at Blue Dogs Lacrosse on Twitter. However, it is Blue Dogs Lax. Yeah, Shout Twitter's out to got Twitter a stupid for rule. not letting us put the whole thing in. Too long. Yep. By literally a letter. But uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. But I hope you guys have a good one. I'm Carson. And that's Sam signing off. <laughs>